You're listening to episode 56 of the Body You Crave podcast, the one where we talk about what to do when you just want the food. I'm master at life and weight loss coach Jillian Lama, and you're listening to the Body You Crave podcast, where you'll learn how to end emotional eating, lose excess weight, and feel amazing in your body. No cheating required. Keep listening, and I'll show you how. Hey, hey, welcome back. Okay, so this summer, I am using some time to really flush out and build out the Body You Crave Academy. So this is the course that all my clients get when they work with me. And it's it just takes everything that's in my brain and I try to download it into a video. That way, you are never waiting on me in order to see results, in order to make changes, in order to solve and really start working through your emotional eating. So I've been working on some additional content, videos, worksheets, things like that. And there were a couple of things that came up that I think would be really good to talk about on the podcast. So that's what we're going to do for the next couple of weeks is to dive into some of the most common excuses and justifications that we have to either eat when we're not hungry or to keep eating and overeat. I'm going to take one from each side of the spectrum. So the I just want it and I just want food is on the hunger side. So this is typically what we will tell ourselves in order to start eating and often when we're not hungry. So it's, I just want it. On the flip side, we have thoughts like it tastes so good as to why we don't want to stop eating. So we're going to tackle both of these, but I just want to dive into this and also show you that you can use this as a framework to better understand your other excuses and justifications because how we do one thing is how we do other things. So we can just start to spot the patterns and understand why this can feel challenging, why it can feel so true and so hard to overcome. That's really what this is all about. How do we have these moments when you're like, I just want it, it's not on your plan, you're not hungry, and yet you have this desire for it. What do we do? How do we address this from a place of not being of diet culture and feeling like I can't have it, I shouldn't have it? And and it's been really interesting because this was a thought that I've had in the past, and especially when I started my emotional eating journey and really looking to heal this relationship to food, there were many nights when I felt like I just want it. I don't have an emotional reason. Nothing bad happened today. It was fine. It was normal. Everything was regular. I didn't have a fight. There wasn't any big explosion or event or trigger. I just wanted it. But often I was wanting food that I thought I shouldn't be eating or should be eating less of. It was never for broccoli or chicken. It was always for the quote bad food or the food that I really shouldn't be eating, especially as a health coach. If I was eating ice cream every night as a health coach, that was not something to be celebrated. That was something to be ashamed about. I had a lot of thoughts about food. And then when I became a coach, it brought everything up to the surface. Now, the good thing is that this really changed over the course of that next year in 2018. And I really developed a much better, healthier relationship with food. And I realized that people want to be able to eat ice cream and not fear gaining weight. They want to be able to eat ice cream and not fear that it's going to totally wreck their weight loss goals for the week or for the month. These are the things that we want. We want a lifestyle where we can enjoy these things. And I had figured it out. I just had to break all of my diet rules, which felt very unsafe. Again, especially as a coach where in the the weight loss and fitness industry, you typically subscribe and you have some kind of label. Like you help your clients with intermittent fasting or your plan is keto or low carb or you count macros or you count calories or points or some kind of label to describe 
the program that you give for your clients. And when I didn't have that label, it felt very unsafe. <laughs> it took a lot of unwinding of my own diet trauma and diet rules to really get to a point where this all makes sense. But looking back, right, because hindsight's always twenty twenty. But looking back, I can see three key things as to why I just wanted food in the moment. I kept telling myself I just wanted it, but really there was emotional eating that I didn't spot. There was habit eating. And then there was diet trauma. So I'm going to start with emotional eating because this is still going to be the number one reason that we just want food in the moment. Often when we want food and if it's I just want it, we just want it to make us feel better. That's it. I just want to feel better. Episode 43 is when food solves a problem. And this is very much in the same line of like right now when we are reaching for food, when we just want food, food is solving a problem. The thing is with emotional eating, we don't need to have some kind of big trigger or big event in order to have us reaching for food. A lot of times emotional eating will solve the quote low level negative emotions. Things like feeling disappointed, rejected, regret, things like I'm tired, I'm bored, I'm not loving my job, or the chronic stress that comes with having kids, living with another human being, <laughs> having a job, daily commute traffic. There are going to be certain stressors and certain emotions in our life where it doesn't need to be this big explosion. It's just how we've been thinking and talking to ourselves all day long. And so when we just want food in the moment, it's often going to be in order to help us feel better, to help us relax, to help us unwind. One of the primary reasons we emotionally eat at night and have a hard time when we just want food is because you've given food the primary responsibility to make you feel good. So if food is the primary source of your joy, comfort, or relaxation in life, then of course it's going to feel hard to say no to it in the moment because you're trying to take away the very thing that makes you feel good with nothing to replace it. So we're just saying the food is bad. We're going to take away the food and just say no to the food. Meanwhile, now we feel the discomfort of not knowing how to solve for these emotions. Or worse, you think that instead of eating, you'll go and be productive and you're going to scrub the toilet or fold the laundry or clean out the garage or clean out the capped litter box or do something that takes way more energy mentally and physically than just sitting on the couch having a snack <laughs> or sitting in your office having a snack. So we really want to be aware and mindful that when food has become that primary source, that is emotional eating. Just taking the food away isn't going to solve for that. That's when we're going to feel like we need willpower. Now, there's nothing wrong with enjoying your food. There's nothing wrong with eating food that you love. I believe that we should all be eating foods that we love. The problem is that we don't want to make food and give food the primary responsibility to make you happy or to help you relax or to help you unwind or to help comfort you. That's the thing is we want to take the emphasis off of the food and put it more onto other things. So instead of the emphasis of going out to eat, being the food and what are you eating, it's the people that you're with, the conversation, the laughter, the memories that you're making. I also believe things stems from diet trauma, where we just become so hyper-focused and hyper-aware of food in every situation at all times. And then going out to eat is really about the food. But more on that later. Another obstacle that I see is that we are postponing comfort or relaxation or positive self-talk and affirmation until the end of the night. Maybe you're postponing until work is done or you're finished exercising or the kids are in bed or until the house is picked up or all the dishes are done or the kitchen is clean. And so you don't allow yourself to decompress or relax or feel good until this specific time. So of course you're going to want to eat to relax or eat to wind down. 
This is your me time. And of course, you need food or wine to feel good when you're not giving yourself those high fives and that praise all throughout the day. This stems back to what I was talking about earlier, where it's not just the big emotions, it's the low-level emotions. Because when you're not celebrating your wins, big and small, if you're not looking for progress or intentionally feeling proud or really looking at the actions that you're taking and giving yourself that high five, we feel like we're lacking, like we're needing something positive in our life. And we've learned that food creates a really rapid, reliable, and effective sense of relief. Food's really great at making me feel happy. And so sometimes we come up with these excuses as to like why we can't do this. Of Like, this is my job. I have to do this. It's what's required. Or I have to do it perfectly. And if it's not perfect, then I don't get to celebrate it or I don't praise myself for it. Instead, you want to be reminding yourself what an awesome mom or grandma you are, how you're showing up for your spouse or your employees, how you're kicking ass in your business or in school. Because when we put off praising ourselves, we feel less worthy. I didn't do enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not thin enough. And we seek our validation from other people. And then when they don't give it to us and we're not giving it to ourselves, we turn to food to feel better. It's just an easy, logical attachment that our brain has created. When I feel this, food makes me feel better. If I'm not feeling this, food will help me. How you talk to yourself all day long plays a huge role in your desire for food because your brain is making these connections. If you're not giving yourself that hit of dopamine with positive self-talk, you're going to be looking for the hit of dopamine in the pantry later that night. That's a tweetable right there. Write that one down. <laughs> We've got to be praising ourselves because emotional eating urges, our desires for food, especially at the end of the night, they don't start right then. They don't start at 5, 6, 7 p.m. They start at 7, 8, 9 a.m. They start first thing when you wake up in the morning. How you talk to yourself, how you think about yourself and about your life plays a huge role in this. So we have to be really aware and really honest with ourselves about what this is, what this means, what it looks like. It can feel scary, can feel vulnerable. Maybe it doesn't feel safe to even say them to yourself, let alone to somebody else. But this is what we want to start to get into because if we aren't solving for that, we're always just going to be trying to solve for food and it will always feel like willpower. It's always going to be there. We're constantly looking at how can I just say no to the food without another way of feeling better in the moment. Another aspect is that wanting food sucks more when you are wanting in other areas of life. So when we feel unsatisfied in any other part of life and we think that we don't have what we want, it becomes a lot harder to continue to deny ourselves something as simple as food. So if we look at marriage, for example, when you feel unloved, unsupported, disrespected, you don't have the marriage that you want. It becomes harder now to say no to food in the moment, especially when you simply want it because you're already left wanting in your marriage. Okay, now add that to wanting a different job, a better boss, a profitable business, a child of your own, a dream vacation, a night alone, a bigger house, a newer car, a thinner body, all of these other things that we want. And when you spend your entire day wanting what you don't have and focusing on that depravity, it becomes a hell of a lot harder to sit with it and to sit with not having food in the moment. Because your brain is thinking, why torture myself with wanting food when it's such an easy way to at least get something that I want in life? We want to look at not just what do I want, I just want the food, but really start to question what am I wanting in other areas of life? 
Am I wanting anything? Am I wanting changes? Am I wanting connection or intimacy or love? What else does that look like? And again, we have to be really honest with ourselves not to just sugarcoat it, not to pave over everything, not to pretend like everything's fine, but to really be honest with ourselves. We can also run into the challenge of having this thought error of, well, if I really want the food and I'm eating it and I'm not hungry, or if I really want the food and I keep eating it, then I must not want weight loss bad enough. And so we beat ourselves up and we feel shame and guilt for eating. And then it leads us to feeling bad about ourselves the next day. And then we eat to feel better because that's how we know to solve our emotions. We just need to recognize that's not true. This idea of I must not want weight loss bad enough. No, that's just a lie. Stop telling yourself that. Hey, remember, we are grown adults. We can choose what we are telling ourselves. We can choose what we are thinking on purpose. We want to give ourselves some compassion and understanding even if you haven't spotted the full pattern just yet. No shame, no judgment, no beating yourself up. We've got to look at this from a place of curiosity and compassion. And also looking at it from a place of maybe this is totally off base, maybe this is totally wrong, but I'm going to take some guesses anyways. Not feeling like you have to get it right. Not feeling like it has to be the perfect answer. Just start coming up with what could it be? What might this look like? Ask yourself the question and then answer it. Or you might find, oh, no, I don't think that's it at all. Emotional eating is still going to be the primary driver of just wanting food in the moment. But we also have habit eating. So I want you to imagine it's 8 p.m. You're relaxing on the couch, watching your favorite show. Kids are in bed. The snack would be really great right about now. You're not hungry. You know that. But you're like, oh, yeah, I could go for some pretzels or some cheese. Or, yeah, that chocolate brownie is calling my name. Sometimes there's a deeper desire for wanting food, and sometimes it's nothing more than a habit. Of course we want ice cream. Of course we want that brownie. We've been eating and snacking and having dessert at 8 p.m. and watching our show every night for the last three years. Of course we're going to want it. This makes so much sense. You might have the habit of transitioning into or out of your day with food. Don't beat yourself up here. We can just start to get curious and ask, oh, am I doing this? Coffee or tea in the morning sometimes is a transition to start our day. A snack when you get home from work, late afternoon or early evening. It's like, all right, I'm done with work now. Maybe you have wine or dessert once the kids go to bed. Now it's your me time. Now it's time to relax. Now it's time to decompress. So sometimes we are just in the habit of using food in that transition time. When you get into the car, when you go to the office, we can use food to signal that it's time for a break. I can allow this break because of the food. This is just that external signal. It's just a habit. You're signaling to your brain and to your body that it's time to transition to the next thing, even if that next thing is a pause and then we go back to something else. And we do this with other things too, like we transition by changing our clothes. We transition from pajamas into work clothes in the morning. We transition sometimes from work clothes into comfy loungewear in the evening. Recognizing that we do different things throughout our day to signal that it's time to transition. We can transition in other ways without needing food may feel uncomfortable at first, but that's only because you had the habit of eating. But if it's a habit that you learned, then I promise you it's a habit that you can unlearn. And the first step is just to bring awareness to the habit so that you can plan and be intentional with it. Now that we're aware, like, oh yeah, every night at 8 p.m. I'm just used to having this snack and I think that, oh, I should just stop eating it and I should just take it away altogether. 
Instead of doing that, you start planning realistically and you start saying, all right, at 8 p.m., I'm going to plan my snack and I'm going to plan it four nights out of the week. And then on the other three nights, here's what I'm going to do instead. I'm just going to watch TV and I'm not going to have the snack. And then on the nights when I'm having the snack, I'm going to be very intentional to make sure that I still save a little bit of room. I'm going to eat it if I want it. And if I don't want it, I can always move it to the next night. It's not a problem. It's not that I have to eat it just because it's here and it's available and I don't get it tomorrow. Sometimes we eat out of fear or scarcity of, oh, this will be gone. And we don't have to do that. We need to calm down our nervous system, which leads us right into diet trauma, which is another aspect as to why we just want food in the moment. This I covered in more detail last week. So go back and listen to that one if you haven't yet. But how you're talking to yourself about food plays a big impact in just wanting it. So if you have thoughts like, I shouldn't have it, it's bad, it won't help me lose weight. If you have a lot of rules around what's good food or bad food, this is what we really want to start to work through. Because in the past, if you were on a diet, it typically meant that you didn't get to eat the foods that you loved. You didn't get to eat foods that tasted good. You didn't get to eat food just because you enjoyed it and you liked it. There were strict rules about what you could eat, how much you could eat, when you could eat. So if you've restricted in the past and then just haven't allowed it for a while, or you feel like it's bad, it's off limits, I really should limit this to like once a month and eat it very sparingly, then of course you're going to just want it in the moment because you enjoy that food and you miss it. So we really need to look at how and why you've said no in the past. Because typically with diets, what I've found to be true for myself and for clients is that we've said no from a place of punishment. And now you're at a point where you're tired of punishing yourself. You're tired of saying, no, you can't have it. No, you're not allowed. We can normalize this. We can have some compassion for ourselves and just realize that there's that defiance or the rebelliousness because of how you were saying no in the past. And maybe how you're continuing to say no. And sometimes this adds more shame and judgment because you're like, there was really no good reason to have it. I just wanted the food. And then you feel even worse about yourself. We really just want to start to question, what is the intention behind saying no? You can look at it another way too. By saying no to this food in the moment, what are you saying yes to? Because every no leaves the opportunity for a yes. Just like every yes creates an opportunity for a no, whether we want it or not. <laughs> if you're saying no from a place of punishment, like you're taking away food, it's never going to last. Even if you do see a temporary drop in the scale, you'll always gain the weight back. You'll be stuck on that same cycle year after year because you never solved for how you are living your life. You're still using these diet rules to restrict what and how much and when you can eat instead of just listening to your body and letting your body guide you. Food is not the problem. Food is not the issue here. It's not the chips. It's not the peanut butter. It's not the cheese or the ice cream or the chocolate. The food is not the problem. And just getting rid of the food doesn't mean that you are going to create a healthy relationship with it. Just like getting rid of your scale doesn't mean you're going to create a healthy relationship with the scale. You've got to work on your thoughts around it. What are your thoughts and your beliefs? This is what we want to be aware of is that sometimes there's just that rebellious aspect because we've restricted and said, I can't have this. I'm not allowed. It's bad. I shouldn't. And you get tired of saying no. You get tired of punishing yourself. You get tired of using willpower. Of course, you're not going to have a, quote, good reason in the moment. You're just going to want it. And it's going to feel very powerful. It's going to increase the desire, which will increase the cortisol, 
It's going to tap on your nervous system. Of course, we're going to want it even more to calm down the nervous system. Not a problem. We just want to understand how things are working, how our bodies and our brains work and sync together. These are the key reasons as to why we want food. It might feel like, I just want it, like there's no deeper reason. And sometimes the reason is, oh, this just sounds good. It doesn't have to be earth shattering, this big monumental aha moment that you had or some kind of deep seated issue that's going on. It can be as simple as, oh man, that sounded really good. Oh, I haven't had that in a while. I would really like some of that. We don't have to freak out if the answer is not something huge. But we also want to be honest with ourselves about what really is going on and how often this is even coming up. If this is a story or an excuse or something that you tell yourself frequently, then it is definitely worth addressing. It's normal to think that I just want it, especially when food has been restricted in the past and it felt like you weren't supposed to or you couldn't have it or it was bad and then you were bad. It can certainly trigger that rebellious side of you. So this is normal, but it shouldn't be the only thought that you have. We don't want to leave it with that. We want to continue the conversation. The problem isn't that you just want it. It's that you're not thinking anything else. It's that one-sided conversation. We want to remind ourselves, yes, I realize I just want it right now. And I'm so lucky I get to plan this food as much as I want, even if it's every day this week. We want to look for what else is true. And we want to work on removing the urgency from needing that food right now right this minute. So you might be telling yourself, I'm learning to love myself more by following my food plan each day. Yes, I recognize that I really want this right now. I'm going to plan it. I'm going to really enjoy it tomorrow. Or, hey, I really want this right now. I'm not hungry. So I'm going to plan it for tomorrow. And I'm going to be intentional about making sure I am hungry when I go to eat it. Remind yourself, I'm learning to eat the foods that I love, being intentional with the food, eating when I'm hungry and stopping when I'm satisfied. Yes, I realize that I just want it right now. That's okay. I'm going to pause and I'm going to walk away for 10 minutes. And if I still want it in 10 minutes, then I'll go ahead and eat it. Or, okay, I realize I just want it right now. Let me spend two minutes deep breathing. And if I still want it after two minutes, then I can eat it. For me, in the evening, especially going to walk the dogs is a great pause to where if I come back and I still want it, I absolutely can eat it. But I'm creating a pause to engage my thinking brain rather than just running from my habit brain. Because a lot of times that I just want it is coming from the habit brain. This is how we want to start to break the cycle. And this is what I go in depth with more with clients is we really work on the excuses, the justifications, the permission giving thoughts to eat when we are not hungry and to overeat and how to recognize there's always going to be some level of discomfort. We can experience the discomfort of wanting food and saying, not tonight, I'm not hungry, so I'm going to eat it tomorrow and just allowing the discomfort to be there. Or we can feel the discomfort of feeling disappointed that we're not hitting our weight loss goals. It's a trade-off. Which discomfort would you rather have? Which discomfort is going to get you closer to your goals? Doesn't mean that we always have to say no to food. Doesn't mean that every urge that you have has to be a no. But where's the majority of this happening? Can you be really open and honest with yourself about what it is that you truly want? This is the type of work that I do with clients. This is the type of work that you're not going to get with any other diet or program. This is why I don't just give you a list of foods to eat, because just having a list of eat this, not that isn't going to solve for the emotional eating. It's not going to solve for when you just want food in the moment. It's not going to solve for when you just want food and you're not hungry or it's not on your plan. This is the real work that we have to do to unwind all of our diet rules and to really start to question 
and get curious and compassionate and identify what's really happening here and to look at what we really want, what we really need in the moment. So often the urges that I have come up in the evening or at night and I'm really tired. What I really need is to go to bed. I really need some sleep. I really need to stop putting so much pressure on myself all day long to get all these tasks done. There are going to be other aspects that we want to work on because it's not just about the food. It's not just about saying no in the moment. It's how we're living our entire life. It's how we're talking to ourselves about all the things, about our spouse, about our kids, about our job, about our leadership abilities, about our growth, about our house and where we're living, about big decisions that you're making in your life. That's what we want to be focusing on. That's the other side of the equation that most people are not addressing, especially in the weight loss field. So if this is something that you would like help with to really work on emotional eating, eating when you're not hungry or overeating and eating beyond the point of being satisfied, then I would love to help. This is my zone of genius and I would love to help you with this. If you would like to chat, you can schedule your free call at www.bodyyoucrave.com forward slash schedule. And let's set up some time to really get in and figure out what's going on for you. And I'll help you create a roadmap to create the results that you really crave, to create the life and the body. Okay, because it's not going to mean crap if you have the body without having a life that you absolutely love. This is why we work on both. This can all change for you. You can feel at peace with food. You can have ease with food. You don't have to feel out of control or like you can't control yourself around certain food. We all come with some kind of diet trauma because of what we've learned, because of our past experiences. It's not bad. It's not wrong. We just want to start to heal from that. If this has resonated with you, then I would love to chat. And if you've got a friend or family member or somebody who needs to hear this, send them a link to the show. Share it with them. I would love for you to leave a review and share your feedback of what you've gotten out of the show and out of the podcast. And definitely send it to a friend who may need to hear this too. I hope you'll have a great week. I'll talk with you next time. Here's to creating the life and body you crave. If you like this episode, then you'll love my free virtual workshop, Five Keys to End Emotional Eating and Lose Excess Weight for Life. You'll learn the counterintuitive reason why all your attempts to restrict food over the years has actually led to weight gain and the mental switch you need to flick that'll have you dropping pounds without sacrificing wine, carbs, or the food you love. Get all the details at bodyyoucrave.com.